Welcome to The Lawyerist Podcast, a series of discussions with entrepreneurs and innovators about building a successful law practice in today's challenging and constantly changing legal market. Lawyerist supports attorneys building client-centered and future-oriented law firms through community, content, and coaching, both online and through The Lawyerist Lab. And now, here are the co-authors of The Small Firm Roadmap and your podcast hosts. I'm Jennifer Wiggum. And I'm Stephanie Everett. And this is episode 352 of the Lawyers Podcast, part of the Legal Talk Network. In today's episode, I'm talking with Lawyers Lab member Julio Ojohante on how his popularity on TikTok helped grow his business. Today's podcast is brought to you by Conroy Creative Council, Text Expander, Latera, and Rankings.io. We wouldn't be able to do this show without their support. Stay tuned and we'll tell you more about them later on. So Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's nice to finally be here. Yeah. So you've been on our team for a while now, over two years, but first time on the show and we're excited to have you on. And so I thought it might be helpful for you to just to introduce yourself to our audience. Tell us what you do here with the lawyers team. Of course. Well, I am our now community director, which means I do a lot of different things. So a lot of my job is just interacting with our labsters and making sure they know what to do. And that can come in all sorts of forms, whether it's helping them with a roadmap, helping them with their current issue of the time, making sure that they know what part of lab that they're supposed to be doing. And a lot of it is really just informal checking in with people, making sure that they have what they need, along with some other things like our social media and our communications, just in general giving a vibe to our program that we want to give. Yeah. I mean, I often tell people you're our client concierge or you're, you know, the client happiness manager here for the team. And you just make sure everyone in our lab community is happy, knows where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there. And honestly, you do the same for our team and for our coaches, right? You're kind of the air traffic control of all things in our program. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Air traffic control. That is what it feels like, but it's kind of fun. It's a very controlled chaos sometimes that is a lot of fun. Yeah. And so I'm kind of curious, what would you say is one thing maybe that you've learned or that surprised you from working with our lawyers in our lab community? You know, when I first started, I think I was a little intimidated by the people I would be talking to. I had it in my mind. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but these are lawyers. They have a certain personality. They they have a certain way that they like to do things. And, you know, what do I know that I can tell them? And, you know, there's a little bit of that imposter syndrome with that. And what surprised me so much is that every conversation I have is not like that. There is no intimidation factor. We really get into the vulnerable parts of their business, of their life. And I find that extremely rewarding, all those conversations that we have. I really get to know them on a personal level and see some very significant changes from when I first talked to them to even, you know, a few weeks later. Yeah. I think what you said, like one, absolutely true, but it's also a good reminder that we forget. Like I've had people meet me and be like, you don't seem like a lawyer. And I think, (laughs) I know it's so silly, but I think it's a good reminder to the lawyers listening that your clients and the people that you're interacting with every day 
come to your relationship with this preconceived notion of what it means to be a lawyer and how they need to interact with you. And so you have to really think that through in your marketing messaging and everything you're doing. If that's not you, I assume, you know, to show them like, I'm a real person and I'm here and you can trust me and I'm here to help you because I think our immediate, you know, stereotype is something that for most of us, it doesn't resonate. Yeah. I mean, I think that's so true. Like there's a stereotype that there are these different levels, like the lawyer is above and the client is below and there's this power differential between them, but that is not how it has to be. And it's not how it actually is. You are in a relationship together to help each other figure out the best solution. And I think in my time with lawyers, talking with our lawyers, that's something that I've realized. And I definitely think that bleeds into client service as well. Yeah. And so one of the other things you do for the team is if people are interested in finding out if lab is a good fit for them, if they should think about joining our community, you're often on those first calls. It's about a 10 minute call. And maybe that feels intimidating for them. Here we are talking about how, you know, it could be intimidating for our clients to call us as lawyers. Maybe the lawyers in our audience are feeling like, oh, that sounds intimidating to get on a call with someone from the lawyers team. But I'm you know, so what happens on those calls? And I mean, it's not intimidating, right? Oh, no, I'm not a very intimidating person for one thing when you talk to me. But it's a very short call where I just try to figure out what kind of help you need. And so I'll just ask you some very easy softball questions that you already know the answer to. And then we figure out if we are the best people to help you with those things. But it is very gentle. It really is me trying to see if we can help you. And more often than not, we can. And we'll tell you at the end of the call that, yes, you know, this is exactly what we help you with. And we're so excited to help you. And so there really is nothing to be too intimidated about it. I think a lot of people might come to the call thinking, you know, I've taken our small firm scorecard and they're going to see all these gaps. Then they're going to see where I, what I'm not doing well. And that's the type of vulnerability. I think that might keep people from making that call, but that is not what happens. It's a non-judgmental space. It really is just a way to figure out, do you need help and can we help you? And it's short and yeah. it's fun. We have a good time. No, I, I know you do. And so I'm so glad to have you on today so that people can hear you and meet you. If you've been in our Insider Facebook group, you've seen Jennifer a lot because she manages that whole space for us. But yeah, people should reach out and connect. I'm like, we're not scary people. We're just people. <laughs> no, no, they're very nice calls. I mean, they're very calm. And you can probably tell by my voice that it is not going to be any sort of intimidating or any type of call that will make you feel bad about yourself because it's supposed to, I mean, our mission is to support you and to make sure that you feel healthy and supported and get you there. So exactly. We start that from call number one. Yeah, I love it. If you're thinking about it, if you've been worried about it, just have the call. We'll see where it goes. And if now's not the right time, Jennifer will tell you that too. And, and you know, oh yeah, I had a call with someone yesterday who first connected with you, Jennifer, I think two years ago. So, you know, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, we're here for you when you need. We're not going anywhere. So when you're ready, we're here for you. Exactly. So now we have Zach's conversation with Conroy Creative Council and then my conversation with Julio. Hey, y'all. It's Zach, the legal tech advisor here at Lawyerist. Today, I'm joined by Karin Conroy of Conroy Creative Council. 
Now, for those of you who don't know, Conroy Creative Council is a marketing agency for lawyers and law firms. Karin, thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me, Zach. So one of the things I, I wanted to talk to you about, when I was actively practicing law, I had looked into, you know, how do I market my law firm? Yeah. How do I actually do this? And, and sitting down and trying to figure out was a little overwhelming. It is. It's a big topic. And I feel like everyone has a different place where they start. And then they mm -hmm. do this giant kind of varied pathway through the dark and scary forest of figuring out their marketing. And they just try a lot of things. And mm -hmm. a lot of times that includes like trying to DIY their marketing. And they feel like, oh, this is all stuff that I've seen on a regular basis. I'm part of social media, so I should be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I've looked around and I've seen websites and you know, my cousin's nephew's uncle's neighbor once did a website. So I should be able to do that. And hey, you know what? I went to law school, so I should for sure be able to do any of these things. I am a smart person. Why should I not, you know, just try to do this all myself and save a buck? So that's where a lot of people start. Absolutely. And I think it comes from a lot of us as lawyers have, we've been able to teach ourselves to do all of this, to be able to teach ourselves this part of the law and this part of the law. And we think, well, we should be able to do that. And, and that may be true. You may be able to teach yourself to do some of these things. Some people might. But are you going to do it as well as somebody who actually does that for a living? Well, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, as we kind of go through life, we may be able to do a lot of different things, but we have chosen this career path. And, you know, as you choose a certain career path, you kind of are narrowing down your options because you're figuring out what you're good at for a reason. Right. And so, I did not choose an astrophysicist career path because I'm not good at that. I'm not the mathiest person there ever was. And so I'm not going to go and try to DIY my astrophysicist needs. And for the same reasons that you are selling to your clients, your services mm -hmm. and your legal expertise, and you are telling them not to DIY their case or their needs or their, you know, whatever their problem is, you should not be doing your own marketing yourself. So there are a million examples of doing it yourself in every kind of work, whether mm -hmm. you are talking about, I used to you know, work with real estate agents. There's people who try to sell their own houses. And I mean, yeah. we were even talking about how like on Netflix, there's a whole show about people who just try to do their own Pinterest recipes and they, you know, the nailed it show. Right. And it's like, that is a joke because everyone understands that the people who are putting stuff on Pinterest are the experts. They are probably, they own a bakery or they know what they're talking about. And so DIY is just not a good strategy. Like it is just never really going to work as well as if you go out and clearly, you know, hire that expert or figure it out. Or, you know, starting with your entire marketing strategy, you have to figure out how to put the pieces in in the right way so that you have a strategy, you have a plan, and you're hiring all the right people that are going to execute that at the highest level possible. So you're really you know, getting the most bang for all of your efforts and your money and for what you need to do, as well as you are then focusing your time and effort on what you are an expert at. Right, right. And A, that makes me think of the many times I've been in court and seen somebody representing themselves pro se and right. thinking... They need to get a lawyer. Right. And they may be able to do the research. They may be able to, to get in there. But honestly, was it worth their time to mess with it? Right. But then the next thing, the obvious thing I think is, do I have the money to do this? 
I know hiring a lawyer is a better idea than going pro se. I know exactly. hiring somebody to do my marketing is better than doing it myself, but do I have the money to do it? And right. am I just going to get beat up? You know? Exactly. And that's where it all falls apart too, is that they think they, you know, have this fear about the cost and the budget and it's so overwhelming. So mm -hmm. when you start looking at an extensive marketing plan and strategy, there is an annual cost for this. There is a one-time cost for this. There is, mm -hmm. you know, the upfront cost of a website and then the ongoing cost and a monthly cost for this. And then there's a one-time cost for these pictures. And then there's this, it's so overwhelming and your brain is not wired for that much uncertainty. And it just cannot calculate it. And when you can't calculate it, then you don't know if you're getting a good deal. You don't know, number one, how to compare apples to apples mm -hmm. when you're looking at different proposals because different marketing agencies will price things differently. Some are going to do certain costs monthly. Some are going to do annual things. Some are going to have one time this and one time that. So then people either end up just retreating and not doing any of the things or they just make a bad, poorly informed decision. So the big missing piece has been, how do you calculate all of these costs? How do you figure out your marketing budget and you know come to this answer where you can lay it out in a monthly amount and then compare it with where your budget needs to be and then compare apples to apples? Right. Because we don't all need the same marketing plan. Right. And so for me, it's, all right, ballpark for what I need. Right. What are we thinking? You know? Exactly. So this leads into what I have available now is this marketing budget calculator. So we have put together this really cool series of questions that will talk to you about, you know, where your firm is at, where your needs are, what kinds of things you need, and then we'll add it all together, figure it all out, and then give you the answer so that you have a sense of where your budget should be, what you should be spending your marketing dollars on, and what makes sense within the range of you know all of the things of your firm and where your firm is at. Right, right. Well, and so they can find this at conroycreativecouncil.com forward slash lawyerist. And that'll, you know, at least give them an idea of what they're looking at. And a lot of times that's all I need is a window in the door that I'm about to go through. You need the plan and you need the budget. And those two mm -hmm. things are a solid start that I will say a huge number of firms aren't even starting with. And so as long as you have your plan and your budget, and then you start from those, everything mm -hmm. else will flow. And then you have a box to put it all in and you can know if you're in the right place. Right, right. And again, uh, that's conroycreativecouncil.com forward slash lawyerist. Karin, as always, thanks for being with me today. This is a wealth of information. Thanks for having me, Zach. I appreciate it. Hi, my name is Julio Ollanarte, and I'm an immigration attorney based in LA. I'm the manager, managing partner of DGO Legal LLP, and I'm very happy to be here with you guys. Hey, Julio. I am excited for this conversation because we're going to, well, we're going to talk about a subject I don't normally talk about, which is TikTok. But before we get there, tell us a little bit about your practice that's based in LA, but is designed for you guys to run from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So basically, our firm is there in LA, but we always had this idea of building, um, you know, a virtual law firm. But that was an idea that we had like, oh, well, maybe in five years, we can achieve that. But suddenly, you know, pandemic is here. <laughs> and still, and that like, push us like five years ahead. That was a good thing about this sad pandemic. 
but we were able to to create this you know uh, virtual law firm we my partner and I we are both immigrants I'm uh, from Argentina Gianfranco as his names as his name is telling us is from Italy so we have family abroad so we had this idea hey maybe is it possible to have a, a law firm in the US but also maybe practice a few months while visiting the family abroad you know that that was that was a, like a ambitious dream and we could you know achieve it yeah and you have right yeah 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 we are we're very happy about it i'm curious if there's been any interesting struggles or challenges that you guys have had to overcome in setting up a business that you can literally run from anywhere well at, at first it was challenging because we we are very passionate about software that's a, a something that helped obviously a lot and also the fact that everyone was using Zoom, you know, for every everything, that was uh, obviously very helpful for us. So and for and for clients and leads that were willing to to have you know online consults, that was a, a key thing I would say. But yeah, at first, like setting up the systems was was a lot of work, and it's hard to know where to start. You know, sometimes is you have a lot of ideas and and, and not not only to start but to to start executing these ideas. You know, but Luckily, we we start doing that, and and I think we we reach the level that we can say we have a virtual law firm. Obviously, we are always curious about new software. We are changing software all the time. Our staff doesn't like that, but it's for the benefit of everyone. And obviously, Lawyerist was a great help for us at this point. So that was the point that we joined Lawyerist, and was great for us. You know, to to see what other lawyers are doing, and I recommend that to everyone. Yeah, we've loved having you in the lab program. And I mean, let's just go ahead and say you're a little bit of a TikTok superstar. Can we just call you that? I mean, my, my friends are mocking me for, uh, about it. You know, uh, they're saying, hey, you studied your whole life, worked a lot. And now people are calling you the TikTok lawyer. I don't care. I, it's fine. Uh, I mean, it's fun. I like it. It's fine. I like TikTok. <laughs> I mean, I think probably most of our audience knows by now, but you know, I think everybody knows what TikTok is, but I, I mean, it's no longer the new thing at this point. It's probably pretty old, but I will confess that I haven't spent much time there, but it's all video based. Is that right? Exactly. Yes. It's video based. Uh, and I think it's changing, you know, the scene on social media because uh, both Instagram and YouTube need to catch up and they launched reels for uh, for Instagram and shorts for YouTube they realized like people were using TikTok more and more. We know the attention span is not great nowadays for people. They they just need quick content. You know, you need to go to straight to the point, have a hook to get their attention and keep them watching your videos. But yeah, it's short content, provide value uh, in the less amount of time possible. That's basically it. Yeah. So just a preview for everyone. I am not going to advocate that every lawyer now go and open a TikTok account that's not the point of this podcast, because we know that lawyers see shiny things and see other people getting success. And then they think, oh, I need to go do that. So I guess to frame this, why did you decide in the beginning to commit to TikTok and to try to grow a following there? I mean, it's obvious, but obviously your ideal clients, you found them to be on TikTok too, right? Yeah, absolutely. At first, I was skeptical. I need to be very honest here. One marketing consultant that we had, he said, hey, there are a few immigration lawyers, I, I, we do immigration, that are very successful there. And these are very well-respected uh, colleagues that I have. And I was like, but TikTok is for people like 
for teenagers and for people dancing. What am I going to do there? You know, we have, we lawyers have sometimes this mindset that we need to be, you know, conservative and ultra professional, which is fine. But, you know, I was kind of skeptical. I'm going to be honest. But then I saw these guys that I respect very much. And I was like, okay, so if these guys are here and they are providing value and also they are connecting in a different way, why not? You know, why not try it? And it wasn't something, you know, impulsive. I did my research. I I spent many days, you know, uh, trying to study the algorithm, if that's something possible even to achieve. But I tried. And, you know, I've done my research, what the other lawyers were doing, which were the hot topics, the hot trends. I was doing my spreadsheets, you know, is this guy using a tie or not? Is he, is he or she filming inside or outside? How long is this video? Is he editing or just, you know, making it very simple? All that stuff, you know, and and eventually I, I launched my first video and it exploded right away. It was crazy. I had no, I didn't have any, like a single follower. And the first video had like 300,000 views. I was like, what is going on? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's only possible on TikTok nowadays. That's pretty amazing. And so what was your strategy? Like, what were you hoping to do there? Or what kind of content were you producing? Um, well, at first, like, I was, we were trying to, to start building our social media presence there. We had a, an Instagram for, I don't know, several months, and we only had like 300 followers. That was it. Also, a Facebook page with, and most of them were my friends, you know, that <laughs> yeah. were supporting my business, you know, and that was it. But um, yeah, at first it was just building, you know, the audience and then see how it went from there. I, I didn't have a, a clear strategy at first besides just start creating content and see what happened, you know, and, and, and it exploded. So I didn't have much time to think about it, you know, but then suddenly the challenges started, you know, um, which were like how to handle this amount of, of people, uh, you know, interacting with us. I'm obviously used to answering messages uh, to everyone that's talking to me, you know, out of respect. But suddenly I was anxious because I spent my whole weekends, you know, staying up until, I don't know, 2, 3 a.m. answering messages nonstop. And they kept coming. I was like, I mean, I'm going to die soon if I don't do anything about this, you know? Yeah. So, though, yeah. So it blew up, basically. Yeah, I love that. And I remember when you were staying up late, when we first started working together, you're, and I was like, that can't be the, the answer. So now you have some systems in place, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. And Lawyerist was a great part of that, obviously. So yeah, we started, you know, hiring people because obviously then we started having more software to help us, you know, and to try to automate as much as we can. But you know what? I still haven't uh, hired any community manager. I'm doing that probably this week. So I'm I'm answering all the messages that I can. Obviously, I cannot. Some videos can have more than 16,000 messages. So it's impossible for me to even, you know, answer a small percentage of those. But I try to do my best. Obviously, I like social media. That's also important, Stephanie. Some people hate it and I, I get it. I like it. I always liked it. And I was always, I wouldn't say passionate, but obsessed with trying to understand how they work, like from many years ago. So that was obviously an advantage because I, I really like to do it. It's not like, oh, I have to answer messages. No, it's fun for me. You know, I like it. Some people hate it and I get it. But even if I like it and I love it, it's not even possible to start, you know, answering everyone. I know also that my area of practice is very, you know, uh, we have uh, clients all around the world. Even though we talk to a niche, niche which is immigration in Spanish, 
but still, you know, we're talking millions of people here and they're very passionate as well. You know, the Latin American community is very passionate and they love the US and they love to go there. And so I know it's not the same for other type of practice in law, but but anyway, you know, I, I think anyone can grow a business. You don't need to have million of followers. You have a million followers there to be successful at all. Yeah. You can have much less following rate and still may, you know, have a lot of clients and leads coming in. Yeah. I know because you've shared this with me before, and I'm sure there's so many people in the audience. Maybe it's not TikTok, but they want to start videos for their website or other social media platforms. And it can be so intimidating. And I think you felt that a little bit. So I'm just kind of curious, what helped you sort of get over that fear and put yourself out there with these videos? Yeah. So, so Stephanie, if people get an idea out of this conversation, in my opinion, should be this one. I think even though it may sound a cliche or stupid or, or silly, I don't care. For me, it's very powerful and helped me a lot. <clears throat> the idea that uh, done is better than perfect. I wanted to create the perfect content and that's basically impossible, you know, and, and that is stopping you from creating content. So my first video, the one that I'm, we were talking about that exploded, I'm basically, you know, filming myself with the sun on my face, using a t-shirt, sitting on a plastic chair and saying, hey, do you want a green card? Five ways to get it, you know, and that was simple and that worked. So I think there are a few pillars or, or strong ideas that I apply to, to myself, which are be consistent because you will never know which video will go viral. It's impossible to know it. You can put all the ingredients there. And even though you do that, uh, it doesn't work for some reason that we don't know. The only thing we can do is try to make our best content in a consistent way. Also be authentic. I truly believe that we cannot you know, tell, you know, no nonverbal signs and, you know, body language. And if you're not yourself while you're talking, people can tell that. So never underestimate people. And then, you know, go, go for it. I mean, it's, it's very simple. Like even, even if you try to figure the algorithm, you will never be able to do that. So try to produce content and some videos will fail. And what's, what's the problem? I mean, some of my videos had more than 7 million views. Some others were a complete fail. And I thought those videos were perfect and they weren't. And it's fine. Nothing happens. I continue producing. So, so I know it's intimidating. It was for me until like I, I was starting to have great feedback, you know, and, and so, so I encourage everyone to do it and to try it. Obviously put some work behind it. It's not that I just put my phone there and start creating. I, I, I did my research Every word that I say, I think about it beforehand. I write my scripts. I try to think, you know, how to retain that attention as much as I can, because that's basically what all social media is trying to do to keep people using their apps. So if you are successful doing that, your video may go viral. That, that, that would be a, a key thing, I would say. But then, you know, be consistent and don't be perfect. Please don't do anything perfect because you won't be able to do it. Yeah. I love that advice. It resonates so much. Someone once told me, you know, a first draft can never be perfect. So you have to put it out there and then you have to revise it and you keep working at it and you get better. And yeah, video is intimidating, but you just kind of do it and then get used to it. And so how often are you shooting videos? Is it daily? Well, right now it's daily. At first I was like doing, I remember, <laughs> I recall having a, a great conversation 
with a colleague and, and he was saying, hey, Julio, you're rocking on TikTok. You had 100,000 followers at that point. That was last December. And how many videos are you shooting per day? And I was like, no, I'm making three videos per week. And this guy told me, you should be making four videos per day. So, so I follow that advice and we skyrocketed. Like right now we're looking at 1. million followers on TikTok only, 136,000 on Instagram. And I started producing a lot of content. That takes you a lot of time yeah. first. But then I, it's like second nature, I would say. It's very easy for me. I just have an idea. I write the script. I go out and just film it very, very simple. No editing, like simple editing. We also try hiring an editor to, you know, try to make our videos more flashy or whatever. Those videos didn't work. So don't spend money on that. Use your money somewhere else. Maybe for YouTube, it's fine. But for TikTok or Reels, just be yourself. Put a simple letter over your head stating what you're going to talk about and go to the point, you know, and offer value. This is very important, Stephanie. Also, I see some colleagues trying to sell themselves, mm-hmm. you know, saying, hey, you can call me. This is my number. I am Julio, an attorney. Nobody cares. They care about what you are giving to them. And if you provide value, they will come. They will contact you. They will get used to your voice, to your face, to the your way of explaining. A lot of people will like you. Some will not. It's fine. Nobody. It's impossible to be likable for everyone. But provide value. That's also a key thing. You know, I see a lot of colleagues, they don't get it. They, they try to sell. And it's fine, but... It's not the way to market nowadays, in my opinion. You right. need to provide value out there and people will come for sure. Yeah. For sure. No, you're right. We need to take a quick break here from our sponsors. When we come back, I want to talk about how you guys have taken your 2 million plus plus followers and converted them into clients because I know that's what everyone's thinking about. So we'll be right back. Support for today's episode comes from Text Expander. Minimize effort, maximize productivity with Text Expander. Text Expander helps you work faster and smarter so you can focus your time on your most important work. Drive faster results in three steps. One, create. Make snippets of text for support responses, sales outreach, or even common emails to save them in Text Expander. Two, trigger. Just type a few characters and watch the snippet automatically expand your text. You can add fill in the blank or more complex functionality to customize your message. Three, share. Share snippets across your organization. Your team can customize and insert the text in any app on Mac, Windows, Chrome, or iOS with a few keystrokes. Are you a startup looking to scale? Text Expander is here to help you on your journey. Check out Text Expander for Startups, a program that's specifically designed to help startup teams communicate more consistently, accurately, and efficiently. Show listeners get 20% off their first year. Visit textexpander.com forward slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. Support for today's episode comes from Rankings.io, helping hyper-competitive personal injury attorneys dominate first-page rankings through search engine optimization to become better recognized as the leading law firm in your metro. Rankings is solely focused on SEO for personal injury law firms. You'll work with an entire team of SEO specialists dedicated to helping clients dominate search results with unparalleled industry expertise. Rankings focuses on proof, not promises, by delivering results and never leaving their clients in the dark. You will receive monthly reports that give a full snapshot of where you stand as you watch your firm climb to the first page of Google and generate high-value leads. Most importantly, you'll be one of an elite few, 
Rankings unrelenting conviction to be the best drives them to do everything to ensure the personal injury law firms working with them are dominating the search results. To see if you're a fit, visit rankings.io forward slash lawyers to get started. Today's podcast is brought to you by Latera. Delivering high quality work on time and on budget is what matters most to your clients. Latera helps law firms maximize client retention rates, increase profit margins, and enhance lawyer happiness. In short, they simplify complex workflows by connecting legal teams to the data they need every day. The result? End user happiness. Most of the world's largest law firms, boutique firms, and corporate legal departments trust Latera to help their legal teams manage all of their documents, deals, cases, and data. Are you ready to join them? Latera is excited to hear about the challenges facing your organization, show you their software in action, or simply discuss whatever else might be top of mind. Get a demo with their document experts today by visiting latera.com forward slash lawyerist. All right, Julio, we are back and you've done an amazing job at this point of developing these followers. I think you're up to around 2 million now on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. we're reaching 1.9 in a few days. And yeah, this rhythm will, it will be two in, in a few days as well. Yeah, I'm sure by the time this comes out, you'll have hit the 2 million marks. So I have, I'm confident there. But then everybody's question is, okay, great. You have all these followers. How does that turn into paying clients? And so I'm curious about how you guys have, have thought about this and how you've converted these followers into clients. Yeah. So, so basically then you need to start building your systems, you know, your intake team, uh, email marketing was a key thing as well. Those videos were a way to nurture your leads, you know? So by the time they talk to me, they feel like they know me. They know me in a way. I, I don't know them, but they know me. They are excited. They've been waiting a few weeks to, to talk to me. So it's kind of a weird experience. I mean, I'm a lawyer, you know, and they're like very excited, uh, obviously. But, uh, you know, so so we have an intake team in place. They do the follow-up. We send, we created this newsletter. We create email marketing. Every time we launch a new YouTube video, we send, sell, send this uh, video to, to the email list. I think it's important to start creating lists as well. So what I did, we, we created a funnel, uh, which is basically a way to, to have someone as a hot lead and make them become a, a client in the end. We have a link on our uh, bio, in our social uh, media platforms. And then once they get there, we get their email and we start to nurture them. This is obviously automated. And then eventually they, they can hire their console via Calendly, which is the app that we are using right now. Then we have an intake team calling them, you know, gathering more information. So by the time they talk to me, we have a lot of information about the, this person. Maybe if we need to see, you know, a criminal record or an immigration record, we have it before the console. So we can use the, con- the time in, a, in the more, you know, um, in the best way possible. And then once, once we have the consult, I, I send the contract right away. If that's the case, electronic uh, contract, uh, they can sign it on the phone, which is crazy for me, but people love to use their phone, you know, to, to read contracts. I don't know, as a lawyer, I think it's crazy, but they like it. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, if, they don't, if they don't hire right away, we, we nurture, I mean, we, we have this intake team calling them again. And eventually most of them hire. And if they don't, fine, it's fine. So that, that's basically, I would say, the system in place, you know, but, but we have a great team in place, which are, they are well-trained. We try to write everything down. So if we hire someone new, they have the protocols in place. 
that's always, you know, improving. So it's, uh, it's, it's living nature, I would say. But yeah, that's basically the system that, that we have in place. Yeah, so smart. And so then from there, you guys got another idea, which was you realized that you could add value outside of how we think about a traditional lawyer-client relationship, right? So you still have people hiring you to help them with their, with their immigration process, but now you guys just launched a new online program, and I'd love for you to spend a minute and tell us about that. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited about it. Like we lawyers are used to be paid for our time, effort, mental, physical effort, and talking to one person, one client at a time. And that's hard work. But now we thought, hey, maybe we can start, you know, uh, producing online courses to provide edu legal education for people and reach more people at a very affordable price. And there's one program uh, from the U.S. Congress called the Diversity Lottery Program, which is basically the U.S. has a lottery in place to give out more than 50,000 uh, green cards. So that, that, that was one of the ideas that exploded on our TikTok one year ago. And so I knew that this was coming again. This is one time per year during October. So I thought, hey, last year I couldn't keep up with the amount of consults and people that were looking for us to help them with this topic. So I thought, hey, uh, this will happen again, even if I charge more, you know, I, I just have 24 hours as everyone. So I, I wouldn't be able to handle that. So we created this online course and it's doing amazingly. Like we, it's, it's crazy. Like people are, are getting our courses like, like crazy. So I'm, I'm happy about it. The platform is uh, aquiseaprende.com, which means here you learn.com mm -hmm. in Spanish. And now, you know, we are thinking about creating new courses, like how to get a job in the U.S., how to create your first resume, how to apply for a scholarship or to enter a university to be admitted. Like I, I'm as a, an immigrant, I apply for U.S. universities. I, I, I want a scholarship. I know how to do that. And so I think maybe I can provide some value to people that are looking for that. Also, I don't know how to, to you know, apply for your tourist visa so I can explain people how to fill out the form, you know, step by step in Spanish. So, you know, some of the process may seem silly for a lot of people, but if you don't know English and you're dealing with the U.S. government, it can be very intimidating, you know? So, yeah. so speaking speak their own language, I think only that provides a lot of value for a lot of people. But yeah, so the ideas are endless. You know, we're, we're thinking also, I was telling you, Stephanie, about maybe having a course for lawyers, you know, how to create your TikTok or your Instagram or your social media plus the systems. That's also one idea that we have in mind and probably will come soon, hopefully. Yeah, we're probably going to have you start that by teaching it to our other labsters because I know they will love that and, and we're going to tap into your talents that way. You know, the last thing I'll say about these online courses, and I hope for people who are listening, this resonates, like people were looking for information like about this one program that, you know, the lottery and they're willing to pay for it. It's not legal advice. It really is legal education. So you are able to price this course for like $27 or something super reasonable for people. And people are like, yeah, I will pay for that. That's valuable for me. And you guys were able to sell a ton of this and actually help like over a thousand people so far in this course. And that's amazing because you would have never, to your point, you would have never been able to have that many consults and helped people in this process. And now you were able to help so many more people at a price that they could afford. Absolutely right. That's absolutely right. 
Uh, and we have a ton of messages of people saying, hey, I just applied for my lottery. Thanks for your course. Was very helpful, you know. So, so it's. I still don't believe it, Stephanie. I'm, I'm amazed by it. You know, I'm used to be paid for my time, as all lawyers are, but now it's like I, I'm, I'm, I'm sleeping, and when I wake up, I, I don't know. Twenty courses were sold, you know, and I just didn't <laughs> do anything about it. I just created it once. It was a lot of work and research, and the course is, is, is in my opinion, I'm biased, obviously, but I think it's, it's a good thing. It's a good product. I wanted to create something better than people expected. So once you get it, it's like, oh, this is better than I thought. That was my, my idea, you know, to provide a lot of value. Also, we have PDFs, guides that you can download. So, so I think it's a, it's a great product. And um, yeah, I'm really excited, really excited for, for the new things that are coming. We are excited for you. And I think probably to sum it up, it's what you said best. For over a year, you were giving such valuable content to your followers they knew you, they trusted you. So of course, when you offered this next thing for them, of course they jumped on it because they already feel like they know you and have a relationship with you. And, and I think it's such a smart way to use social media to build these virtual relationships with potential clients. So kudos to you. So excited. Love everything you guys are doing. I'm sure we'll have you back to learn more. So thank you so much. Thank you, Stephanie. It was a pleasure as always. And this was great. Uh, I always like talking to you. You're super smart and always giving us great tips. So it's a pleasure. The Lawyerist podcast is produced by Bailey Tiller and edited by Ryan Croft. Are you ready to implement the ideas we discussed here into your practice? Wondering what to do next? Here are your first two steps. First, if you haven't read the Small Firm Roadmap yet, grab the first chapter for free at lawyerist.com book. Looking for help beyond the book? Let's chat about whether our coaching communities are right for you. Head to lawyerist.com slash community slash lab to schedule a 15-minute call with our community manager. The views expressed by the participants are their own and not endorsed by the Legal Talk Network. Nothing said in this podcast is legal advice for you.